Okay. All right. So now we'll get, and you know, it's, it's when it's recording for whatever reason, as soon as mm. I hit record, it started lagging again. Maybe it's like the heat or something. I don't know. There's always <laughs> like, you know, there's always some weird factor coming in, in terms of um, anything that deals with the weather. I don't know why. Um, I have never heard of the internet being slow at your own home because other people are logging on because I'm like, well, there's only two of us. So yeah. the internet should be normal. I've, yeah, heard and people, I actually... I've heard people use that excuse before. Well, I mean, I can understand if you're like using a ton of bandwidth, but I actually just with like online learning and everything, we upgraded yeah. the internet at the house. So, I mean, it's like the second fastest one. It's basically like a gamer package they had. And uh -huh. so if it can handle wait, that, it should wait. be able to handle this. You're not with um, AT&T, right? You're not with no. Comcast. There's no, no such thing as Comcast, right? I think we uh, talked about that before. Yeah, I, I don't think they have Comcast down here. I mean, I remember it from California, of course, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think they have them down here. We got AT&T, which sucks. Um, mm -hmm. CenturyLink, which also sucks. Uh, and so we currently were with Cox. And so mm -hmm. that's, they're the ones who offer the fastest packages. So that's why we went with them. Okay. That's, um, wow. I'm not, I, I'm trying to think of like, I don't think of, I can't think of anything that is not Comcast or Verizon um, outside of California in terms of like internet access, television and all of that. Um, I'm so used to hearing that. And for the first time, it wasn't until like what, about um, last year, never knew that PG&E was never outside of California. Oh, yeah. They're just Northern that. California, in fact. Like, I was so shocked that, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, PG&E is only known in Northern California. And I'm like, wow, that is really hella unfortunate right now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that is hella unfortunate. Um, so you guys know, I just use regular, um, what is this, clear eyes, um, redness relief and everything. And um, I'm just going through my quick toiletry bag right here um, that I usually have with me. I'm using little travel size version of Hydrate Plus by Cosmetics. This is just a broad spectrum SPF 17. Um, I'm just running behind. Um, so same with Santino, you guys. We're just running behind and all. And this is the most minimum I recommend you guys doing. If you guys are going to do skincare and do the most absolute minimal thing, wash the face, which is what I did. And also I brushed my teeth before I logged on and put some sunscreen on. That's like the most minimal thing that you can do right now because that is necessary. I'm not doing a full routine right now because it's like what, 3.13 PM? It's like, I think that's like the first time where they're actually recording at this time before. Yeah, we usually record in the mornings, but uh... Yeah, just the, the new schedules and everything. Still, I still haven't uh, really created a new schedule for myself just yet in terms of things like this. But uh, yeah, the first, uh, first afternoon recording session anyway. Yes. And also, um, I don't know how personal you want to get into this podcast. Is it okay if I congratulate you on the oh, new thing? Of course. Okay, absolutely. Uh, oh my God. Okay. So you guys, I am so happy for Santino and his wife. Oh my God, Heather. It's Heather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. Um, but oh my God, they have their first child. They have adopted um, a little girl and I am just so happy. He like instantly became a dad and same with Heather becoming an instant mom. So 
definitely congratulations because that is literally like a huge step in life in general overall regardless of what the age of the child is oh yeah no it's uh i mean it's it, it it's great it's you know we really we've got our family now and everything and you know it's just it's such an awesome feeling but uh you know, it's just kind of interesting in doing such a thing in the middle of these crazy times with the pandemic and everything. And, you know, just kind of jumping in with the online learning and all of that, which, you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, any of our viewers, listeners out there who have kids, they know it's a, there's a steep learning curve here. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I think it's really astonishing, honestly, that you were, able to get everything done that within a timely manner there was no delays that you weren't um, um they didn't charge you more than once for the adoption fees and everything um i think that's really awesome and i think that's really that's an amazing success right there yeah i mean you know it's it's definitely it's a process and i certainly recommend that you know anybody who's looking into it just kind of jump right in because you know there's you know so many kids out there who could use you know a, a helpful supportive family anyway and yeah I mean it's it's work but you hear you hear horror stories and it's really not as bad as uh you know yeah. some people say in terms of the whole process and everything so so yeah that was one of the things I was really worried about because I know um a small hand of people, um, thank God it's less than five people, like groups of families that I know um, that have just had really awful horror stories and whatnot. I am just really happy that you were able to have a very successful process. I like, I don't know how many, how much I can stress that. Um, just like what Santino said, if you are listening to this and if you guys are thinking about adopting and all, um, if, if you are thinking about that, I would definitely check in with Santino if you guys have any questions and everything, because I already just threw hella questions off camera and all, um, with our conversations through text and all of that. It was really quite interesting because like there were so many things that I did not know that really goes into it, especially if it's going so smoothly. I was very surprised. I was very surprised. Like I said. Yeah, and, and it is. It's one of those things where kind of the stars uh, have to line up just right. Um, mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, it's um, and, and I'm sure depending on your location and everything, it's different, too. But, uh, you know, it, it's just really a matter of kind of staying with it. And, yeah, there's going to be hoops to jump through and things like that, whatever. But, you know, ultimately, mm -hmm. it's a it's a very rewarding process at the end of the day. So that's definitely awesome to hear. So, um one of the things that is really interesting is that I hear, I think I hear her in the background. So that is definitely news. I'm like, oh my God, like, holy shit. There's like, <laughs> there's like a little kid in the background now. So um, that is definitely something I'm going to have to get used to really quick. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's really interesting. Like, um, because like, uh, you know, God, there's so many things I wanted to catch up with you. Like, off camera and everything, <laughs> which I can obviously edit out and everything. But sure. um, you know what? Did you want to? Because like I don't know how many Patreons 
followers that you actually have mm-hmm. because um, one of the things that I have noticed is like, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure, um, I don't recall in your last video, but you have thanked the following pa- new Patreons mm-hmm. at the end of the video. Yeah, and whenever I get a new one, which it's not often, but yeah. uh, you know, I've probably picked up since I started the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna say I'm up to seven patrons now so that's not like a crazy amount but yeah whenever i get a new one i just like to mention them by name and then Mm -hmm. just keep adding to the list there you watch some people's videos and they've got like a hundred it's like wait how did you get that oh yes definitely (laughs) so um when it comes down to patreon you guys because i just joined patreon so if you guys want to follow um santino okay be his patreon his handle is what www.patreon.com slash yeah just patreon.com slash and terminal and also just to let you guys know my patreon is of course greenbird555 so you can follow me at um patreon <laughs> god it sounds so weird after <laughs> we had that one conversation about i know how right? patreon yeah. was i was at when i was signing up i was like oh my god it asked if i was going to be sexually explicit I never even noticed that when I, I was signing I was, up, but it's like, I, I was oh, setting wow. mine up and it was asking, are you going to show nudity? Are you going to be doing this and that? And I was like, <laughs> holy crap, that's so crazy. So, so yeah, um, it was, it's really interesting <laughs> to say the least when it comes down to Patreon. It just felt so weird actually signing up um, because like, oh, because when I, the way how I know Patreon is, thought it was literally for adults because that's all who I saw using it for. So it was really weird for me to um, start looking at other people's Patreons for the first time as I looked at yours and all. And um, I am a Patreon for only one person. Um, and it has nothing to do with sexuality. It doesn't have to do anything with like sex whatsoever, nudity, all of that. It's actually just someone that I like actually obsessed watching. Um, and that is actually a mountain biking YouTube channel. No, and that's that's kind of what I thought too, because it's like there's a couple of them that I donate to, but they're mostly educational and things mm-hmm. like that. And it's because the way I understood it, um, a lot of the educational channels that use material or, you know, say they have like shots from a movie or, you know, anything from like a book or something. If they're using copywritten material, they can't monetize their channel. So it's like, Mm -hmm. well, you donate so that they are still getting something for, you know, all of their hard work. Um, But, uh, but yeah, apparently there's other people who have turned it into a completely different hustle. So yes, definitely. Um, I think I only started off with the $5 one. They only yeah. have two. Um, there is a few different tiers of how that person's Patreon works. And it's a, and if you're curious to see who it is, um, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not a Patreon for her husband because he already has hella people. He doesn't need my coin and everything. <laughs> Let's just be really real. But with her, um, hers is called Van Girl Yuka. So I get to watch all of the podcasts, Q&A podcasts 
for only the Patreons. So that was like the main reason why I ended up like joining hers. Is she on Instagram too? Uh, she's not active. She's not very active. Well, I don't know why that name sounds so familiar. I want to say that's one of the like lifestyle ones I follow, but I, it would only have been on Insta. So, well, huh. um, her Instagram, let me pull it up. Her Instagram is, uh, I think like the last post was last year. Unless, oh. like, unless that they just, you know, everyone just started archiving all of their, you know, people archiving their Instagram because they were doing something sexually explicit or they were showing too much skin or whatever, or they said something um, really inappropriate or controversial. Um, like, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I don't like they, they they don't have a huge following um on the Instagram um so this is what her Instagram looks like she has a little under 5000 people and all I have a new Patreon you guys um so the way how I have it set up my first tier is $5 okay that is to get access to everything and also um content okay you guys will be able to have access to the newest videos and podcasts that will be launching from myself. The podcast would be from both of us. So you guys will have access to that. And then when it comes down to the second tier, um, that is going to be $10. Okay. So it's pretty much same thing as the first tier, but you get a little extra. You will be getting customized stickers. Okay. You will, you will be getting um my original logo okay original logo sticker um you get like two options just let me know which one you guys want so me an original logo sticker and there's going to be an original art piece sticker with the name greenbird555 and then lastly the other sticker is going to be the current one with the mohawk and everything but you know i haven't had any animation done in terms of longer beard growth because when <laughs> i first started like a hell long minute ago dude like i had like pretty much nothing like see where my hand is is probably like that much only now yeah, you just like, had like the little like here. like line on the bottom huh exactly yeah. that's how i was keeping it for the longest time <laughs> when i started my um youtube channel and i do have a third tier and that one is for 20 dollars. so with that one okay that one is going to be the same thing as the first tier you get all of that content and when the second one you get all of the second tier con a tier content and then with the third one what i will do is you will be getting all three stickers that i have and you will get personalized and one-on-one -on -one, um meeting with me on product recommendation for your skincare goal and also just remember you guys i am not an esthetician i am not a cosmetologist and i'm not a barber I am just an enthusiast over professional and luxury skincare products for men and women. But like I said, if you want those personal one-on-one -on -one recommendations, I definitely would recommend that because I get a lot of DMs sometimes and I know that my knowledge is very valuable, just so you guys know. And also I will be also um, letting those people who pay for that highest tier know when a brand new professional skincare launch is happening because 
I am friends with so many people in the industry. Okay. So there's a lot of people that I am just really connected with one, like some people are connected to us for one brand and their own personal brand for themselves. I really believe in these people that I would be recommending that you shop from. So that is something that I feel that would be very beneficial for you guys. And since we're talking about tears, I know because it's like totally off subject because like where we cut off and everything on our, on our conversation, what is listed on your Patreon tier? List? So I, I have three tiers on mine. The first one is just $3 and that's just access to the exclusive content on the Patreon page. So the main thing with that is all the YouTube videos get released uh, at least one day early. Sometimes I'll put them out two or three days early. Um, just whenever I get done with them, I immediately put them up on Patreon, uh, and then, you know, that'll get you a couple days before they drop. Um, other than that, I've been doing two, uh, exclusive videos every month just for patrons. So if it's maybe a product that's a little too similar to something that I've already reviewed, mm. or if it's, you know, something that's a little bit more of a niche product, um, those ones uh, will go on the Patreon page. Uh, so that's, you know, that's just your entry level, the first tier. The second one, that's a $10 level. Uh, with that, you can make product requests. If there's something in particular you'd like to see me review, get an opinion on, um, uh, I will definitely uh, take those requests. In addition, I have been putting together just like a, a little list of like recommendations and things like that, just sending it out to those patrons right now. If I get more, I was thinking about doing like a full-blown like newsletter or something like that. Like, hey, this is what's new this month. This is what's really exciting. So that could be in the works, but either way, just, you know, the, the, the top stuff that I've been reviewing, I'll condense it down into one little list, send it over to you at that tier. Uh, now the third tier, that's $25. You get all of that. Um, and you also get uh, a t-shirt then as well, which the t-shirt itself is usually $25 on my site. So basically it's like buying the t-shirt for the first month and you have access to all that other stuff as well. And I have one of his t-shirts, you guys. They are really comfortable. Um, they're really awesome. By the way, my husband steals that shirt all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> like he literally does. And because like one day, um, one day he was wearing it to work. Oh, and I was nice. like, um, that's my shirt and whatnot. <laughs> like I, 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 it was so random and out of the blue because like I, is I can't fit his stuff because he's like skinny as fuck. <laughs> so like, oh my god, it was just so random when he started wearing it. So, um, but yeah, I will be wearing his shirt more often, um, on the, on the, during the recordings. Basically, I am seeing the progression of some of this art that I'm getting. So hopefully I'm gonna try drawing in people with the first sketch, okay? The first sketch is really, I think it's gonna grasp people's attention because I get these random ass beard people checking to see what I'm posting. Um, if I'm not posting anything um, about beard care or whatever, if I'm like consistently hinting at something, I notice that they watch and stare at my IG a lot more. Um, as I'm sure you get the same thing oh, yeah. that happens yeah. and you're like, wow, bitch, you're not even following me, but you are. <laughs> right. but you're totally like checking up on me. You know what I mean? The second draft that I got 
Um, I already requested for some correction, um, just in case that they were thinking about going a certain direction with the illustration. Yeah. It looks really awesome with nice. the color going on right now. You look really good. Your character looks really awesome. Oh, I very cool. I freaking love it. Um, <laughs> it is really on point. I'm just waiting for my character to develop more. I think it's because, like, you're more the for, uh, the background character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? um, so, so I think that they're just, like, focusing on that. I don't do digital art, so I don't know how any of that works and everything. All I know is that they're just doing layers. And me just doing layers with regular video, like, holy shit. I'm just like, wow, I'd rather just draw everything because I'm just set, I'm just set original artist i would rather just draw the person whoever it is that's supposed to be in the background or whatever or draw the character who's in the forefront and then draw the person that's in the background yeah by hand no i on paper no i I totally get it because it's like you know when i was younger i was really into like photoshop and illustrator and all of that and yeah if you don't stay on top of it, I kind of- I was of, never into it. Oh, uh, see, I, well, I got kind of lazy and so it. I didn't really stay on top of it. And now just trying to like, like looking at what people are doing now, it's like, I wouldn't even know where to begin in terms yeah. of, you know, getting back into it. It's just on such a completely different level. I have a friend who's actually um, just, the dude is an all around artist. He's a photographer by trade. Like he, mm-hmm. like, he, he eats off of his photography. He makes money from mm-hmm. just photography, but then he does a lot of digital art and stuff as well. And, uh, you know, sometimes he'll just post like a project that he's working on to social media. And it's like, wait, how, how did you make this? Like, you don't even like, I wouldn't even know where to start. You know, it's just, it's crazy. And I know he works for, he works with some, some big uh, advertising companies, nice. uh, advertising agencies, uh, things like that. So he's actually worked on like national ad campaigns that, uh, you know, a lot of people are seeing his work. Um, I know I, without, you know, spilling the beans right now, I know he's working with a company, um, that is pretty much a household name and there will be an ad campaign coming out in the fall that uh, awesome. he showed me some of his work on, but it's like <clears throat> the, what they're doing now with, you know, just the whole, you know, Adobe creative suite and everything. It is just so in depth. It's this all in one, whatever, where, you know, if you've got, you know, the, the artistic skills to work with all these layers and everything, like, I, I don't, I think your brain has to work a certain way to, yes, to just, it really you know, keep it all organized, but it's just, it's wild. It really is. It really is. Um, I remember using Photoshop for the first time back when I was like in eighth or ninth grade. Yeah, that's about I, when I was introduced way, to it. When I started doing it, um, my dad introduced me to it because he's a digital artist. Um, he he doesn't do it as much anymore. He is way too old. He's too primitive in, in the sense because um, when my mom and when my mom and dad met. Um, Oh, it's just so you guys know, we're just receding into a totally different conversation. <laughs> but um, so the way how they started, they started off doing everything on a drafting table. Okay, so oh, they wow. were doing all of that old school. They were using Zacto blades, Zacto knives. They were using all of that stuff. They were doing everything old school, doing all the illustrations by hand, on paper, on expensive ass paper. Um, and painting, doing all of that themselves. They were doing all that. So when I was introduced to it, I was first introduced by scanning my artwork first, 
which was a pain in the ass because that mm-hmm. shit was slow back then. Oh, back in the day. Yeah. Oh my God, that was so slow. And then I would um, scan the other half of my illustration. And then I would start using Photoshop to bring and correct the images um, together. And that would be the only time where I would actually ever do any sort of correction. Um, if I, like for instance, any of the lead that was on my pinky side of my hand from like resting my hand on the actual illustration, I would have to use an eraser to clear that out. So that was like the only time that I would ever use Photoshop. Other than that, I have always done everything by hand. If you were trying to teach me how to do Photoshop right now, um, it's really different. Even using Photoshop on my iPad Pro, basically, um, I, I started doing some drawing, but and it is scary how legit accurate it is. Oh, yeah. But I just don't know what to do with it at that point. What? I don't know how to color it in. Like, I, I just leave it as that. That's why that, I stick to paper. Yeah, so and I that's the thing. All by hand. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, so it's like, because I got introduced to it around the same time you did. Yeah. And back then it was, it was, it was more of a, uh, an editing program. You do your artwork in a separate program, bring it into Photoshop, and that's where you do all your color corrections, everything this and that. Now it's just this like super high powered thing where like, so for example, I'm working right now on a project for a client um, mm-hmm. and they want their logo. They didn't really know what they wanted, but they wanted to incorporate their own signature into their logo. And it's like, cool, I can do that. Just scan it, send it over to me. Yeah. So normally what I would do, I would, you know, just, import that into illustrator just trace it into a vector and that's See, that. i don't even know how to do that because yeah. you're saying oh i would trace it in illustrator and i'm like okay i tried using illustrator and i'm just like looking at it like what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> like literally <laughs> well it's yeah it's it's not as, it looks really intimidating at first. Like Illustrator is yeah. actually the easier of the two between Illustrator and Photoshop, at least for mm. me. It looks more intimidating just on its surface, yeah. but it's not like, like Photoshop, you just fall down this rabbit hole and there's so much you can do now. I mean, you can oh, really, yeah. Photoshop, you can do all your video work in it now. You can do, you know, whatever. It's just, it's as in-depth as you want to make it. Yeah. Um, and I'm certainly no graphic designer. I mean, like I said, I can work on images and things like that when I'm doing web design, but I, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin for, you know, real in-depth projects. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just if you're, if you're doing simple stuff, which that's kind of the extent of what I do, I guess that's my long way of saying that. At this point, it, Photoshop has completely passed me by, and I'd imagine anybody who's just doing, you know, basic stuff. Uh, so that's where Illustrator comes in. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's just it's crazy uh, where the technology is these days. It's just it's wild. So you know, now I stick to you know mostly you've got your online programs that are like what Photoshop used to be, like your uh, what Pixlr is the big one. Um, Procreate. Even like, yeah, exactly. That exactly. is a very popular one amongst my video game designer friends. Yeah. Um, because I guess you can record yourself, screen record with oh, yeah. Procreate yeah. and show how your process of creating is. Yeah. I don't know if that costs anything. I would assume that it must cost something per month to be able to record yourself. It screen records on the actual app. Or yeah. the program, whatever it is that you guys are using on your iPad, your Samsung Galaxy thing, or whatever. Um, 
I have had some of the artwork, some of the original artwork sent to me, um, not the current artwork that's being worked on right now, but past creations. Um, I've seen it and I was like very impressed. I was really surprised with the way how everything just blossoms. You just yeah. see everything being created, but you don't see an actual hand. You don't see any of that. I think it's just so fascinating. Um, I think it's very, very fascinating. Oh yeah, no, it's it's super cool to, you know, like I said, it's so far above my head, but you'll go sometimes just on like YouTube or something like that. There's some artists I follow and they'll just put up, you know, where they're just having like a session, just drawing or whatever, this mm -hmm. and that on one of those programs. And it's like, you set that to music and you could just have that on and just kind of zone out watching it. It's crazy. You know, um, this all ties in together, you guys, because we're talking about Photoshop illustrator all of that it, because it, it ties into our brand um offbeat beard just in general because this podcast that we are creating and also it is going to turn into a youtube channel obviously because like we've talked about it and by the time you guys see this video um the channel's already up <laughs> yeah <exactly>. so um <laughs> so it's all about the way how we're trying to brand ourselves and all. Um, it is actually has been a really hard process trying to find artists who would actually commit to what I am asking for or what Santino has asked for in the past um, because finding someone who would actually do it. And even if you're friends with these people, okay, might I add, I know a lot of video game designer friends um, from school. Um, it's really hard to get them to do anything because <sighs> I'm not trying to categorize all of my gamer friends, okay? <laughs> but they're very, um, uh, very like uh, I don't want to say lazy because that's not the that's not the correct word. Um, they're very. It seems like they're always very enveloped with their main job. Yeah, most yeah. of the time because, like, one of my one of the people. I'm not gonna say who it is because they did because they just I guess they just don't want the advertisement. And I even asked them before numerous times, are you sure you don't want like the advertisement? So and I and I just keep their gender more neutral and whatnot. So you guys don't try looking for the person <laughs> and everything. So um so they they did design for <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm going to cut this out and whatnot. I swear to God. I asked them because you know when the plane crashes with um, the 737? Okay. I asked them because it's a doing it. Okay. Because I'm cutting, I'm cutting this all Yeah, out. for sure. So created um, safety protocols for the air, for an airline company. Oh, no way. And it's so crazy. And I said, I hope that it was not um, fucking... 737 max jet because they right. obviously did not go through any of the safety protocols yeah whatsoever right. so so yeah it's just so crazy so but yeah they are just very enveloped into their regular job because most of the time these tech workers okay because they work in the tech industry their time is usually abused okay yeah. i'm yeah. being very real with you guys you guys can like come for me all you want and whatever. 
But when you're friends with these people, okay, and if you're friends with all these tech industry people, especially where I live, is I live in Marin County and I used to live in San Francisco. So I used to work with tech people all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, they're not even getting paid what they should be getting paid at all. No. So for instance, like the person that um, did my artwork, I was very shocked with how much they were only getting paid per hour. Like I was floored. So that's why I always say techies aren't actually millionaires like everyone thinks that they are because it's all about who you know. Oh yeah. Basically to get where you want to be, even though that they have had multiple opportunities, but also you have to think about the oppression of the way how a company is built and designed and everything to just to further specific um, minorities or disadvantage other people. You have to think about that as well. I don't know. I mean, like like, I've known some techies who I'm still friends with. I feel like we're more acquaintances now than friends because of this, like, and this ended up like distancing from one another. Um, I don't know why, but they went from a true tech high life, okay? making like 200k a year okay and they lost that job within a year it just turned into a shit show okay and that didn't even last long that job was literally they were only with that job for like maybe a year at the most but i know it was under a year so that's why i'm just rounding it off to a year and then they just went back to a fucking job that was only paying them 70 yeah a year and and that's the thing because i've known a couple people like that too and like the burnout is super real so like yeah you can be like making some cool money um but you know you got to be ready to work like literal 100 hour weeks every week and whatever and so like they get to the point where it's like okay i can't do this anymore oh, yeah, so totally. and that's when they scale it back and you know okay like for example a dude i know who i'm not going to name names or i'm not even going to say what company he's with but it's one of the big companies in silicon valley mm-hmm. and like like ibm <laughs> because yeah they, like they're up on that level they're yeah. on that level because the person yeah. that i was talking about they went they were with ibm i'm not yeah. gonna say their name like i said but they went from that to a different job it it was crazy yeah because they like as soon as they lost that job they were looking for a new roommate asap to help even out their extreme rent high rent at that time well yeah that's so insane because you gotta think if you're living they can't afford it no afford it by themselves at all if if you're living out there and you know you don't want to live in like you know fremont or wherever so you're gonna live where you're gonna live in like downtown san jose or something like that yeah. so you're paying almost as much as san francisco to live out there you're yeah. looking at easily 3500 a, a month of a place to live yeah. in my opinion i'm so sorry you guys like i don't oh, no. know it's no, it not a, it's, it's not like oh my god the the college student rate suicide rate is very high there yeah i don't i don't know what is up with that city the only thing that's good coming out of it is fanime <laughs> yeah yeah well you Anime know it's like okay you've got like a couple little pockets that are yeah. like really nice and like honestly it's weird because it almost to me like certain parts of san jose it almost reminds me more of like the nicer parts of la than the bay area mm-hmm. um but then like once you leave those it's so depressing it's just like urban sprawl everywhere and yeah. like like 
all the people working in like the service industry and things like that. And it's like, yeah. you know what, these are, these are good people. I'm not knocking them, but like, yes, they're working, you know, two, three jobs just to like make ends meet and stuff. And it's just, exactly. it's, it's depressing. You see it like on their face, like the grind. And oh, it's like, yeah. it's just such a depressing area to be in. Like it's, it's just, mm-hmm. you, you kind of know when you're driving into the South Bay and you finally hit San Jose, there's just like a certain like, the air is heavier. It is. There's something like, really weird about San Jose is. because, like, San Jose is like it does. Oh my god, it's really weird. That city has a huge population. I think it's like um, a million plus or something like that, or one point yeah. five million or something yeah. like that, or whatever. It's a very huge, spread out city. It's like the um, third most populated city in California, if I remember correctly. I think so. so. Yeah, I, I I think so, and um. Everything is really spread out. It's, it reminds me of San Francisco because it has extreme destitute mm-hmm. and then oddly enough, extreme wealth, which I never thought was like something to really be heard of over there. Of course, the wealth is not like um, Fremont and everything um, when it comes down to San Jose, but it's not like, let's be real. Let's not say, knock down the people who actually own like a multi-million dollar home in San Jose. Oh, yeah. Um, because they totally do exist there. Yeah. But to live in Fremont, for instance, that is a whole different level because that's where Tesla manufacturing is mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, like, that's the only reason why that the that the property value has really skyrocketed there. Yeah. Um, well, and then you've got yeah. some of the, like, because it's, it's kind of, that area is kind of sneaky because, like, you don't realize <laughs> that's you've got some neighborhoods there that are like the absolute most expensive places in the world to live. Like you start talking about like, um, what's, is it, uh, is it Atherton? Is that the name of the neighborhood out there that like, like they're more than like Tiburon and like, you know, the nicest, nicest parts of like, um, uh, I don't know. I don't really know too much about San Jose because the only time that I ever really gone there, you guys was for Fanime. Like I said earlier, that is an anime convention that only happens once a year. And I would go to that, but I haven't been to it for the past couple of years. And then the one year I was planning on going, it was obviously canceled because of what's going on right now. Um, So yeah, you would be the person that I know who knows more about San Jose's um, area. My husband used to live in the area and he said he hated San Jose. He, I he, he said the people are so weird and everything. It's just a really weird vibe and all. I mean, like I would say, I'll say that the the nightlife scene is kind of okay. It's like it's like it's, a mixture of high low. Like, yeah, like you get a really unseemly people. Um, I mean, like that's just how that's just the way how I describe it. Unseemly people that you don't want to be associated with, and then there are some more upscale, high-end, yeah. um, affluent people who are all about the San Jose scene and mm-hmm. they're all about the Santa Clara, which I don't, which, <laughs> oh, I, don't, my, I, I don't know I, what's what up with I Santa missing? Clara. Like, what, what am are I we missing, missing from Santa Clara, exactly? <laughs> like, there's nothing to be gained from Santa I, Clara. I've never understood <laughs> what, okay, so it's like, if you take, like, like, honestly, people in Santa Clara, if, if any of you are listening and you're at, like, I'm sorry. I, I, what is it like? So if you take like a ton of money and just like put it in a place with like nothing there and like the people are just so, 
it's sort of like okay i don't know if you i don't know if you ever watched south park back in the day but remember oh, yeah, that totally. south park where they moved to san francisco they did and <laughs> they must yeah. have been like an episode i never seen before <laughs> and like so they were like making fun of like and i mean i'm originally from the bay area but i can laugh mm-hmm. at it they were like making fun of like the bay area lifestyle and like the, the mm-hmm. whole thing was everybody out there loves the smell of their own farts so oh, like, oh my god i do, I do remember like, seeing that fart and like start like you know smelling it whatever and so like that's kind of what like santa clara is to me it's like wait what are you even bragging about that you live out here like seriously. exactly it's like so, livermore it's literally like it livermore i don't understand like people like no offense to any of my friends <laughs> that i know because <laughs> i do know quite a few people that live in livermore i don't see anything interesting out there it is literally the desert almost hey i can say i lived in livermore for a year i went to eighth grade really uh, yes yes at uh east avenue was the middle school in livermore in case anybody thinks i'm lying look it up but uh, yeah no it's livermore is a terrible terrible place just all around so would you would you agree with me that it's pretty much a desert oh yeah if like if you just took out all of that city okay just took out the population it would literally be kind of like joshua tree but without yeah. the trees around that's yeah. how like desolate the area is that's why i just never found it really interesting and i always found it really weird like i thought it was really weird that um this is the weirdest thing you've been <laughs> to that san francisco um outlet mall out there right wait okay. which outlet mall in san francisco so- no, it's actually in Livermore. So, oh, so that yeah, that yeah, Livermore no. outlet has over a hundred and fifty stores, but they call it San Francisco outlets. They don't call it Livermore outlets. Just look it up. I'm like, not even joking. Yeah, they will never call that Livermore outlets because they have too many high fashion designer um, outlets out there. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, it. it, it like that was the only draw for me was the fact that it was a San Francisco outlet. But when I was driving there, I was really shocked that we were in Livermore. Yeah. I was like, this is not San Francisco. I still, it was really weird. It was bizarre. If if you want the outlet, so Vacaville, that's still it for me. That's honestly probably the nicest outlet mall like I've ever been to. So really, yeah, I think we've got I've one out here there. that's pretty good. But Vacaville, because they have like everything there. So I've only been to that one once um i think i was only i forget what i was looking for i think i was like looking around um for sunglasses at the time and then i just ended up going to a regular sunglass hut because they had everything that i was looking for anyways i thought i could find something um that was on sale or whatever or something that was more up to date looking or whatever so I just like I didn't find what I was looking for because that's all I remember I I just spent a whole day just going to just driving to a Napa outlet all the way out there which is like a dirt mall oh that Um, place sucks yeah I literally went over there and I was like okay like they literally got rid of a lot of the stores that I used to like there's yeah I mean I haven't been there in a long time but the last time I was there I want to say legit there was probably 15 stores that were open in the whole place it's like how are you staying in business (laughs) I I I don't know the the first time I went there was back in 2004 2004, 2005. So I was only 19 when I first went there. Yeah, I was 19 when I first went there. It was either that or, 
yeah, yeah, it was de- yeah, it was definitely two thousand. It was definitely it was definitely when I was nineteen. So definitely two thousand four. It was like in between two thousand four two thousand five. So I was like nineteen or almost twenty. So that was like the first time I was ever over there, and um, it was okay. It was chill, but it didn't wow me at all. Um, unfortunately, as odd as it sounds, the Santa Rosa Plaza Mall was actually really good back in the day before the <laughs> before the economy just went to shit and all like i'm not even joking that mall was actually really good um so yeah god we are totally like going off track <laughs> right now but like i said you guys this really does all tie in together honestly um shout out to all the people who have created art for me in the past if you guys are listening and shout out to all of my ai friends who even though we all hate AI and everything, <laughs> the Art Institute, just in case you guys are wondering, the Art Institute of San Francisco, California, um, like I'm still friends with a huge majority of them. Um, and a lot of them are still working in the industry, sort of. They're not working in the in the field that they originally went to school for because that was a huge issue with that school. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people have been displaced in their career-wise in that sense. So yeah, um, you know, we only talked about a little about skincare, just a little in the very beginning when you guys saw me getting ready because I was literally behind. Oh, by the way, one of the other reasons was <laughs> I am having my camera repaired, okay? Again, again, I'm having it repaired again <laughs> because um, I did, I totally forgot that my camera, my DLSLR Canon camera, um, that I use to record all of my high def videos. And by the way, you guys, um, my lighting situation is going to change. Um, I found a company that would buy the lighting that I am currently using, but I told them that I'm gonna keep on using it before I decided to sell it to them. Uh, what, they're called Shutterbug. So I took my camera over to Shutterbug because like I absolutely hate the process of sending my camera to Canon. It is so ridiculous the way how they have everything. You have to verify this email and everything. You can't just like call and do the repair schedule. All that is like literally like, oh, you have to verify this. You have to verify that and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'd rather just pay $25, bring the camera to Shutterbug and have them do all the the dirty work for you. So basically I thought that you could originally, they could originally fix my camera Okay, because my camera was overheating for some odd reason. I don't know why. Canon said that they didn't see anything wrong with it, but I was just like, um, but it was overheating and it was shutting off. So they said that they couldn't find anything, so I took their word for it. But one of the things I forgot to mention was the um, my, my camera's foot thread, okay? So the thread underneath of the camera that you use to mount onto your tripod was completely stripped basically oh my god it was almost completely stripped because like i said um i was talking to the owner of shutterbug he said by the way they're in santa rosa california in case, guys or case are wondering like it just shows how much i actually really dislike the service in marin county because marin <laughs> county is so stupid i would rather go all the way back over to sonoma county where i'm from and have a lot of my stuff service i hate most of the service in Marin County. I don't know what it is with these people. Like, 
I, <laughs> it is just so crazy, like, with them. Like, the stuff that's coming out of their mouth, it's like they're, they're like, stupid or something. Like, yeah. it's like either they don't want the business or they hate their lives. And I'm just like, well, you guys decided to work in this county and whatnot. It's either, like, and there's only, like, there's barely a middle class here. Um, it's almost non-existent. There's almost a non-existent middle class. It, like, the middle class is barely holding on in Marin County, you guys. So, um, but yeah, guess what? Shutterbug <laughs> quoted me for replacing... Sorry, I just tapped the microphone. Guess, oh, no, that's all good. Guess how much the Shutterbug company quoted to fix the thread underneath of my camera? How much? No, I'm like literally not even joking. Just take like a wild guess. The, I mean, the thread, the thread that you mount. Yeah, just the, just, just, for, just, that, the, just for that. I, I mean, what? It can't be more than what? 40, 50 bucks? $500. Dude. Come I'm on. not even joking. <laughs> and the people in Marin, they said that they think that they could do it for 200, about 200. I want to say that they were saying it was about 180, but the oh. way how they had everything, it was just like, you guys aren't busy. I can tell you're not busy and whatever. Um, I didn't even go in person. I was just calling yeah. over the phone. And it was just so flabbergasting. I was like, $200 fucking dollars? I would, I would rather pay $200 just to fix that. But yeah. From what I, what, I was looking at. I mean, what, what do they have to do? I'm assuming it's, it's just that little, it's a it's, little metal piece. I'm assuming they yeah. just pull that off and replace it with a new one, right? So I guess when I was looking at the camera, because I was observing it, I'll have some pictures pop up right here right now. Um, so as you see in the picture underneath, you can see where the screws on the camera, you literally have to dismount, like unscrew almost the entire camera. Oh, so they got to like this. take it apart, basically. It was so crazy. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? I was watching, I was never going to do this, but I was watching YouTube videos and I was so shocked with some of these people that they would buy, they would find the OEM pieces from like Sony and from Canon, the OEM pieces. And they would just literally like look like they like legit just yank everything out. It was so crazy, like how they were doing it. I was like, okay, so it looks a little scary and whatever. But they said, well, I'm not paying like this much money for them to repair it. I only paid eighteen dollars, whatever it was, um, for these parts and whatnot. I, I was just like, I'm not doing that. It's one <laughs> like, of those. I think if you if you know how to do it, yeah, yeah. you can. It's like replacing a, a phone screen. You can literally buy a new screen for your phone off eBay for like. 20 30 bucks exactly and, you know replace it yourself if you have the tools and you know how to do it yeah. but that's why you take it to somebody and pay them you know 100 150 bucks to do it because you can really mess everything up if you don't know what you're doing but so. i was really shocked i was like 500 dollars? are you kidding me my that is like that's almost half of the amount of what the camera costs yeah that's what I'm i saying. was very like... shocked i was very very shocked and everything. I mean, like, how much did I pay for that fucking camera? Um, I paid, <laughs> just rounding it off to the highest number, um, $1,500. And that was just for basic lens. That was not the lenses that you see me using now. That is just for a stepper lens. Well, but still, though, I mean, you yeah. got to think that's, so they're basically saying a third of the cost of the camera just to replace yeah the one piece that's crazy yeah i would like and plus might i add that thread is not even 
5% of the camera. Yeah. It's not exactly. even that. And they were quoting that. I don't know what the process was. But yeah. anyways, I called them and I didn't know that they already shipped it out to Canon. See, that's the reason why I was just like, you know, you know what? Like I'd rather just pay $25 for them to do whatever it is to observe it because it goes towards it, towards any of the fixing and whatnot. And um, just have them do it. So yeah. they shipped it off the cam to, to Canon. So I hope that they actually fix it because for God's sake, like I'm going to be out of a camera in my opinion, unless I turn around and literally pay someone else to do that. I do not know how to fix cameras. You guys, like I am not a camera person in terms of fixing. I know how to use them. Okay. But when it comes down to dismantling the whole thing, oh my God, I do not have the tools and I do not have the space. And I don't think I would have the patience for that. Oh no. Because you're dealing with the mirror inside. And I don't even know if I'm going to be hitting that well, and that's camera. That's the thing is, you know, you have to really, really know what you're doing. Exactly. Because, you know, even if, say, you you disassemble it and replace the piece, put it back together, and you do it just right, if anything's just even a little bit off, you know, mm-hmm. then that's going to end up becoming a $1,000 repair bill if you have to take it in. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. I would really hate that. Um, <laughs> like, you might as well just end up buying a brand new body. Yeah, at that point, yeah. At that point, I would just end up buying a new body because I believe, like, I can buy the body by itself for maybe, like, $1,100, I believe, or something like that, or whatever, um, just for the body of the camera. But at that point, I after I, after I have experienced that model in particular, maybe... I would go for something else that yeah. is compatible, that is going to, uh, all my other high-end Canon lenses will be compatible for that because they sell adapters for that stuff. So well, I could literally use a Sony body, just get an adapter piece to, um, to um, what is it? Uh, a female adapter piece for the Sony camera and then put the camera lens on top of that. So yeah. that's how it would work and all. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is, you know, you, you reach a certain point and I'm certainly, I'm very much a novice with this, but I, yeah. I know that you can reach a certain point where, you know, you can really almost look at it like customizing, you know, you mm-hmm. can kind of cut up, come up with setups that are exactly to your specs that way mm-hmm. versus, you know, being, you know, like a super brand loyalist or something like that. I noticed that the people who are like really, really like hardcore into it, it's mm-hmm. not so much about brand anymore. It's that, yeah, you can kind of pick and choose from, you know, you have a bunch of different brands and you can, it's not like working on cars or something like that. Like you can literally yeah. make the parts fit if you need them to. But again, mm-hmm. you got to really know what you're doing. So exactly. You know, um, while I am thinking about it, what products, okay, because this is all about beer care, Absolutely. And care you guys. Um, what are you wearing right now in your beard? If you did anything, did you do a shave routine this morning or uh, whatever? I'm I'm a little I'm a little scraggly today. I didn't do my lineup or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what I'm wearing today, I've got uh, I've been using the uh, Nicholas Beard Works um, just because they're they're Never oil. Them. Uh, it's you I was sounded actually, a little apprehensive. No, no, no. I, well, no, because this is actually kind of the point I wanted to talk about today. And this is actually the perfect way to segue into it. So yeah. 